today's podcast is going to be a little bit different because I had the awesome privilege of being the guest on Christina Jolly's podcast, Believe for Bigger. She's doing a series on the seasons of life. And this podcast really kind of talks about when a season comes that you weren't expecting. I have the opportunity to share our story and to share our testimony of how God truly is close to the brokenhearted. Hey, 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 and welcome back to Calling Over Comfort. I'm your host, Francine Ivy. Calling Over Comfort is a place for Christians that are willing to, well, get out of their comfort zone and make a real difference in the world. You know, not just keyboard junkies sharing their opinion on social media, but really making a difference by being a light in the world, either through ministry, in the marketplace, or like me, through coaching. Each time you come here, you will be encouraged, you're going to be empowered, but you will also be challenged to step out of your comfort zone and believe in who God created you to be, to own it, and to really live it. It is my prayer that every time you come here, that something I say will instigate you to take action. Why? Because I believe the world needs you. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. This is Belief for Bigger with Christina Jolly, and I have a very special guest. My friend, uh, Francine Ivy, is here, and she is going to be sharing a powerful testimony. You guys know that we are in a, um, a series right now where we're talking about seasons, and I thought, what better way to re- really just end this particular uh, series by having Francine tell her story because it's super powerful and um, and there's just so much hope on the other side. And I can't wait for you to hear um, for her to share what she has actually walked through and all by, because of God. So Francine, welcome to the podcast. Oh, I'm so honored to be here. I've been waiting for this moment, Christina. I'm so excited. <laughs> so excited. Yes. So tell yeah. us a little bit about who you are. Yes. Well, my name is Francine Ivy. I live in the Dallas Fort Worth area. I have three amazing kids and I call them kids. Yeah. They're 27, 22 and 17 as a mom, they're always going to be kids. Um, and, um, I'm an executive coach, uh, a Christian executive coach. I help Christian men and women take their passion and their skill set and turn it into a thriving coaching business. My whole mission is to empower the voice of the church in the marketplace um, because I believe the church needs to be everywhere because it's so powerful. So, yeah. Yes, thank you. Yes. Mm-hmm. And actually, I've actually never met uh, Francine in person. We actually have only met online. And um, I got introduced to Francine through a mutual friend of ours. So, I mean, the power of Zoom and the power of connection in group is super powerful. And yes. she's an amazing coach that has a lot of knowledge and um, I'm learning uh, from her. And um, I just think that what she is doing um, with her coaching business is really, really inspiring. And Thank so um, I'm going to have her share her story because I really think it's powerful. 
Um, we all know that we all walk through different things in our life and um, it's not always easy. God mm -hmm. didn't promise us easy, but when we have him, it is so much better. So Francie, yeah. share your story. Yes. Thank you so much. And you know, when you said that beforehand, we've never seen each other in person. I thought, oh, we haven't because I feel like I've hugged your neck before. And I'm thinking <laughs> we really need to fix that. Um, so it is the power of zoom and the, and the power of connection and the power of the Lord, I think has a lot to do with that as well. So, um, you know, I think it's interesting that the podcast right now is focused on seasons and sometimes seasons blow in before you're ready for them. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that's, that's kind of our story. And, um, in 2017, January of 2017, we were living, really living on a mountaintop. Um, my husband and I had been in ministry for 27 years. Um, I, I laugh because, um, I literally woke up every morning to my very best friend. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, I really think that I lived 27 years of honeymoon marriage. Um, he was amazing. And it's not that we never fought. We're both very passionate people, very strong willed and he married an only child. So I'm sure he had to put up with a whole lot. So we, um, we had a business together. It was, it was flourishing. We had started a new church and it was flourishing. And um, my, my kids are amazing. They were 21 at the time, 16 and 11. Grayson, my youngest had actually come forward that morning, given his life to Christ. Um, my husband had preached an incredible message. My middle daughter had led worship that morning. God had given me a word that morning. It was just really a wonderful Sunday morning. Um, I bought fried chicken because that's what preacher families do on Sunday afternoon. So I picked <laughs> up fried chicken. We're sitting there having dinner. My oldest is actually on a cruise. She had just turned 21. My best friend and her best friend since she was three and her were on a cruise. And we were sitting there and I don't know, I guess the kids had finished eating and they had walked away from the table. And my husband looked up at me. He says, today's the day of the Ivies. And I was like, what do you mean the day of the Ivies? And he said, I just really couldn't be happier with where we are. Little did I know in a few hours, I would need those words so badly. So a few minutes later, um, I said, I'm going to step into a business meeting. I had a business meeting with my team and where I was doing the Bible study actually um, about audacious faith. And um, so I had gone in, we were doing a conference call and he said, I'm going to run to the store really quick. I'm going to get our coffee because on Sunday nights we would get together and we would have coffee together and we would discuss the week because we did everything together. And so I said, okay. And um, as soon as I come out, let's have coffee. Let's do that. So I came out the business, um, the business meeting went a little long. And so when I came out, I really expected him to be kind of tapping his foot. Like, did you have to take so long? Yeah. And, um, but he wasn't home yet. And so I looked at the kids who were watching TV. And I said, Hey, where's dad? And they said, he's not come home yet. Well, I knew that the store was just five minutes around the corner. Um, and so I grabbed my keys and I said, you guys stay here. I'll be right back. Um, already, I feel like the Lord was beginning to plant in my heart and prepare me for where we were headed. Um, but of course I was shaking it off. I really was. Sure. And um, so I came around the corner and I saw the fire truck and I saw the police officers and um, everything in me was like, you know, just Lord, let it be that he stopped to help. Let it be that he stopped to help. 
Um, but I, it wasn't too much longer that I would find out that a um, semi-truck double tandem had run through a um, through an intersection. And one minute he was here and the next minute he was walking streets of gold. Um, I, I had already, I mean, just driving up and the traffic was stopped. I sp- speed down about three numbers, two to pray. And, um, the, the third one, um, I don't even know how they got to me, but they got to me before the police officers made it back to my car. And, uh, so two of my friends were actually with me when the police officers delivered the news to me. Um, and then it just became a whirlwind. I mean, an absolute whirlwind. Um, I remember they, they wouldn't let me drive. They put me in the car with them and we were driving back to the kids and immediately the mom brain, how do I tell my kids what just happened? Right. And, um, so, I mean, that was tough. I mean, it was really tough. I'm delivering news. You never want to ever deliver. Um, and then just going into my bedroom. Cause I, here I am, I have lost. My kids have lost. Thank goodness. I have friends there that are hugging them up because I just had to go into my room. And I remember crumbling to the floor, wondering if really at that point thinking my life's over. Like, I, I don't even know what to do at this point. And I remember feeling like just a puddle in the floor. Mm-hmm. And I told God, I, I'm not happy. Like, this is not the way I, I would have written my story. Yeah. And I could feel his presence in that room. It was, it was sweet, bittersweet. Right. And, um, I told him, I said, but here's what I'm going to ask. Please don't let not one of these tears that are hitting this carpet right now. And don't let one pain and, and grief has a physical pain. When you say heartbreak at that level, it's physical pain. Like I remember feeling like my chest hurt because I was hurting so bad. And I said, don't let one pain or one tear go in vain. God, I need to know you're going to use this for your glory. Um, and you know, people ask me all the time, how did you go straight there? Cause I had nowhere else to go. I mean, I wish I could tell you I was so valiant, you know, sure. but I had nowhere else to go because there was no, nowhere else to go but him at that point. Mm. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That's so powerful. Mm. And you know, when we have those times in our life, when it's a sudden shift in a season, you're often left wondering, and I'm sure there are some people may have asked you in the past, like, were you mad? Were you angry? Mm-hmm. You know, at God, because mm-hmm. I've seen that personally in my family where people have turned their back against God. And mm-hmm. if God was so good, why would he let this happen? Yes. Did you yeah. ever feel like you ever went there? You know, it's funny because I, yes, I mean, there were times when I was angry. There were, I remember just a few, you know, probably about 24 hours later, I'm in there trying to open Taliente. I think ice cream is not a normal ice cream thing. You have to twist it. And I was in there trying to open it for one of my daughters and I, I couldn't get it open. And I remember just slamming it on the counter and I was like, like, I am not going to a neighbor to get this open. God, you took him. So open this, open this jar for me because I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to walk next door and ask some neighbor to open it. And God was so gracious, I guess, slamming it on the counter, you know, because I was able to open it right after that. God's so good. And it was like, he was so tender to me, but yes, you know, it's one of the things I tell people is that 
Um, it's okay to be angry and it's okay to be honest with God because he already knows where your heart is. And, you know, painting on a smile and pretending like everything's okay is not okay. But I will tell you this, that there were times when I would be angry and Satan would be so mean. Cause one of the things I learned in this process of grief, um, is God is good and the enemy is evil. Um, so God was so present and he, his tender mercies were there. But when the enemy attacked, he attacked. And so if I was mad or sad or anything, he would say, what kind of faith do you have? What kind of Christian are you? And then if I, if I actually laughed or, or, you know, for a moment, got some relief hanging out with my kids, he would say, did you really love him? Right. There was always an attack, no matter where my emotions were. And so I finally just realized I just need to live into my emotions and allow God to to handle all of that. And God has really big shoulders and he understands that we have these emotions. So you might as well just share them with him. Now, I always honored him in those emotions. But at the same time, I would tell him I am not happy. I don't like this story. And I was honest with him. And um, spent a lot of time in a pillow as well as, you know, um, doing the things that he called me to do even afterwards. So, yeah, I um, the only thing that I would say is I did not let myself fall into the what ifs Mm -hmm. and I didn't let myself fall into the only ifs. Right. Because that's that's a that's actually um, quicksand. It's real quicksand, right? What if he wasn't going to get coffee? What if, right? What if I had said, no, wait on me? You know, we just, you can't go there. God's sovereign. And, um, and I had to start, there were three words God gave me. God is good. God is able, and he loves me. And I knew that that was the truth of the word of God. And so what I would say is God, you're good. Even though right now you don't feel good, right? God, you're, you're able, even though you did not save him, right? You chose to take him home and God, you love me, even though right now I don't feel very loved. Right. So. That's really, really powerful. And I like the part where you said, um, that it's so important for us to be honest with God, uh, because I think a lot of times we, We'll, we'll hold back or we'll put on that happy face or we'll just pretend or push down those feelings. And uh, God does know our heart. God knows what is going on with us, but he wants us to bring that to him so that way we can process it with him by our side. And yeah. um, it's not a surprise to God that we would be angry or um, be questionable during this time. You know, it's a it's a sudden mm-hmm. thing that that really just happened. What do you think was the hardest thing that you dealt with during that particular season? Mm, goodness. I, you know, the heart, I think the hardest thing was actually my second year because in my own mind, I thought first year is going to be rough and second year would be better. And honestly, second year was worse than the first. I don't know. I can't really tell why, except that the missing part, you know, that I miss him. I ate to see him was there on top of all the memories again, and maybe an expectation to think that I was going to be better. I I think that was probably, you know, all of the, and it was really weird. It was not, it was not the day of that, of all those special dates. It was like weird dates, like, 
January 1st, rolling into a new year without him. It was, you know, like I was prepped for his birthday. I was prepped for our anniversary. Those were the things that I expected, but I, I forgot about Valentine's day. I forgot about, you know, just little things like that. I think, um, I was surprised by the other dates, right. That were, um, writing love mom on Christmas presents instead of love mom and dad. Right. right? All those little unexpected moments that you're like, mm. or having to check widow on a, on a church card, you know, visitors right. card. Right. Those were the tough times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you think was the key to your faith during this entire time? I think handing it all to him, um, you know, as I, as I was in that puddle and I told him, I said, please use this for your glory. And I made kind of a decision to just give God my yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And trust him with that. Yes. And so four days after, well, I'm going to back up a little more in at, at our, what we called a celebration of life. We didn't call it a funeral. We called it a celebration of life. It was incredible. You know, they quit counting at about 2,400 people that showed up. It was incredible. And his, his life had touched so many lives. And that was big for us that people openly talked about him and told us, you know, uh, the beauty of his life and that we needed that. And so at the end of that, God really laid on my heart to present the gospel and over a hundred hands went up. And I knew that's exactly what my husband would have wanted because his heart was in evangelism. Our first song out was, um, Oh, what song is it? It's the, um, I can only imagine. And one of my good friends, Sharon Spring, she's a gospel singer, started it off acapella. And I mean, people just stood up and started worshiping and I needed that. Right. And so um, God already was using this for his glory in a really, really powerful way. Well, four days after, after the funeral, God woke me up and he said, I need you to get on, on Wade's um, daily Devo. He had been going live. Facebook live was the big thing back then. And he had been going live and giving everybody a 15 minute devotional. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, he was the one with the four doctorates. I was the one who sat on the front row and supported him. So this was not at that point in my life, this was, this was not the go-to, right? Francine wasn't the speaker or the, all of that. And so I was like, uh, God, first of all, I'm not the one who does that. Number two, I, I don't have margin for that. I I I, I want to stay in the bed and just put sure. the covers over my head. And um, so uh, he he just was persistent. And you don't argue with God long. And I mm-hmm. finally got up and I turned the camera on and I turned the microphone on and it was messy with lots of tears and just it's really where I've gotten the just do it messy, just do it. Um, because you know, that's what I did. And all I described was, this is where we're at. Um, this is where God's meeting us and this is how he's healing us. And, um, I figured I'd be done 50 of my friends would watch and we would be done with that. But by midnight that night, 34,000 people had watched the video. It had gone viral on me. And, um, God began to tell me, he said, Francine, people know where I am on the mountaintop, but it's in the valley when people turn away from me because they don't understand they get into the whys, why do bad things happen to good people? And I need you to tell them where I am in the pain. And, um, 
And he was so tender when he asked me. And so um, I got up and for three and a half years, Monday through Friday, I would go live every morning and I would just tell people, this is where we're at. Here's where God is. And here he's still good. Right. Yeah. And it was amazing. So I had no idea God was launching a whole ministry and um, all this stuff in the middle of really messy, painful stuff. I think it's so important for uh, people to hear that, you know, whenever you're going through something like that, um, the fact that you just showed up messy, mm-hmm. the real, the raw, the authentic, this mm-hmm. is how it is. This is where I'm at. You know, you said you were crying. Um, and so to really just be real and authentic, to show that and be vulnerable, that mm-hmm. that's a lot of courage and brave and being brave to really mm-hmm. just put yourself out there, especially mm-hmm. when you said that really wasn't your role, yeah. you know, um, it was something that obviously he was really, really comfortable doing, but that wasn't something that you were, you know, really uh, ready for. <laughs> no, no. Yes. Right. So it's um, talk about obedience right there. Yes. Because you could have easily Francine said, no, God, I know you're asking me to do this, but I really don't want to do it. Yes. Because there are, yeah. you, We both know that there are things that God asks us to do that we don't always want to do. Yes. Right. Absolutely. I mean, it's just what it is, mm-hmm. but you chose to obey. Why? Mm-hmm. I think I've been on the other side of obeying too many times and seen his, his hand and his blessing. And then, and, um, you know, I, I knew God doesn't withhold, but he will let us choose. Right. So, and, and he, and he is gently, I mean, God doesn't do things just because he needs um, an ego hit. Right. He was asking me to do that because he knew there was healing for me in that. He knew down deep inside of me, I was a minister. And if I poured out, I would heal. But I could have very well chosen to put the covers over my head and to say, I quit, right? God's not fair. He's not good. I could have done that. But he knew for Francine Ivy, I needed to pour out. And if I poured out, you know, just like a wound needs to bleed, if I poured out and served, that I would find healing. And so I think I've seen so many times, God, God, God's big. He doesn't need me to do everything, but he knows I need him to work through me so that I could see his power and strength. That's just another testament of how good God is because Mm -hmm. he knew at that time that that's what you needed for your healing. You didn't think that you needed that, but he already knew. He already knew this is exactly where I need Francine. This is exactly what I need her to be doing at this time. Because Mm -hmm. as you're pouring out and -hmm. you're refreshing others, as the Bible Mm -hmm. says, you are being refreshed as well, too. Because I can only imagine all the people that you've helped through that entire process and showing them, again, your real authentic self of this is how it is. And this is where I'm at at this time in my life. You know, mm-hmm. so if somebody's going through some kind of unexpected shift, a new season, something could be um, as tragic as this or, you know, something that they didn't see a com- coming, you know, an unexpected divorce, um, even mm-hmm. a loss of a child, you know, 
yes. um, a loss of a parent. I mean, mm -hmm. we all go through all of those things. What would you, um, how would you encourage that person? Yeah. First of all, I want you to know that God's there and he does not turn away from your pain. And I know a lot of people through that process, they are, they get uncomfortable with such deep pain. I mean, they do. And just know that God doesn't turn away from it. And he presses in if you'll allow him to. Um, and he sees you, he sees you and he hears you. And so it is okay to be honest with God. Um, just also don't just talk when you're being honest with God, stop and listen, because I, prayer is not one way prayer is two way. And he will comfort you if, if at, be honest with him, but then stop talking and listen, just stop talking and listen and let him comfort you. Um, it's okay. If you're a Christian right now and you are grinning through this or bearing through something, it's okay to not be okay. I need you to know that I was a pastor's wife. I wanted to say, I have, you know, I should have faith and I should, you know, no, no, I, there were days I was not okay. I remember standing in the grocery store and walked in the door and, um, everybody was like getting their groceries, which was normal. Right. Sure. But I remember thinking, I'm mad. You guys are just acting like life is normal. And my whole life just shattered, right? And I'm standing there knowing how unrealistic it is for me to think that everybody's life needs to have shifted. But I had to sit in that moment. I'm like, for some reason, this emotion is here. And so I just said, God, I, I need to have this emotion. I'm angry. I'm angry at everybody inside this grocery store that's okay. And I'm not okay. Right. And, and it was okay. So in a moment, I just gave it to him and it would pass. So be honest and be okay. Right. Be okay with not being okay sometimes, but be okay. Also, if you are okay for a day, right. When I would laugh or or, you know, get some relief from it. I needed not to feel guilty about that either, that it was okay to be okay too. And, um, surround yourself. Um, if I would even say this to people who aren't going through something right now, I hope you have an amazing friend group that really, really loves you because during that process, I had so many people there. I had people who had been widowed call me and drop. And I had a, a friend that literally wrote me a card every two days and this card would just drop in the mail. And it was always a scripture or something that I really needed. Um, I had um, I had another friend that had gone, she had actually lost her husband um, over 10 years before me. And so she would just let me know some little things and just um, sometimes I wouldn't answer, but she would just leave that message and be okay with the fact that she knew I would listen to it. So um, have, have your friend group you know, make sure you, you don't isolate yourself, allow them in, allow them to help. So, and then just ask God, um, show me a purpose and, um, and he, I promise he will, he will. Yeah, that's powerful. And if you, um, want to get any kind of help, you know, I think you've mentioned, um, you and your children went through counseling where you we did. sought out professional help to really deal with um, absolutely everything the whole uh, process of grieving um i think that's something that we don't talk enough about mm -hmm. um and um and it's okay like francine mentioned that if you even if you do have a very supportive um 
group or family around you, but you may need to seek out a professional counselor so that way that they can help you because mm -hmm. you're right. Um, you don't want to stay stuck and you don't want to isolate, but you also want to process everything that you have just gone through because it's not Absolutely. an easy thing. And so um, we do want to encourage people to really get the the help that they need. But yeah. um, Francine, I just really appreciate you just uh, sharing because I just know that this is really going to help somebody. You know, there's so many times where we go through things um, and we just don't understand. We don't understand mm -hmm. why this is happening to us. And uh, again, we can question, we can sit there. And I like the part where you said, you never really allowed yourself to talk about the, or go into the what ifs um, mm -hmm. because you can really, really, you know, go down a rabbit trail right there with just mm -hmm. thinking of well, what if this, what if that would have, you know, happened this way. And uh, so thank you so much for sharing any last words or anything else that you'd like to, to share with the audience yes. today. I just want to reiterate and ditto the fact that you do need another set of eyes. I, I would almost venture to say it's, it's not a, if, if you've had any trauma, finding a good Christian counselor, I don't care. I mean, I had strong faith. I was speaking all over. My kids were speaking to everybody else. We would have looked totally healthy and we were, I mean, faith filled all of those things. But there is something about having a, a set of professional eyes, just adjusting, right? And I do believe that there's all sorts of traumas. And if you feel like your trains derailed just a little bit, there is no stigma. There is nothing. I mean, we tune up our car right. and we are so much more important than that. So I just wanted to kind of, kind of ditto that. And then of course, just know that no matter what you're going through, my story is here to tell you that God can take the messy. And if you'll let him just let him have it, he will make something beautiful out of it. The Bible says very clearly, I will make beauty from ashes and I will, you know, I'll, I'll give you dancing for morning. I mean, yes. he does it. We don't understand it, but he can do it. That's awesome. Yes, he can do it. He can use whatever pain and turn it into a great purpose because that's what you're walking uh, mm -hmm. out for us so beautifully, Francine. Thank so you. thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. And I'm going to put in the show notes if you want to connect with Francine. Um, mm -hmm. you'll ha I'll have all her information. And uh, just thank you guys for just um, tuning in every week. And uh, feel free to share this podcast with a friend, especially if you know someone who's going through a hard time. I just know this will truly, truly bless them. So God bless you guys. And y'all have an awesome, awesome rest of the week. I am so excited about Kingdom Coach Certification. I offer it in two different ways. One-to-one, -one, that's a personalized and customized one-to-one -one coaching session for 12 weeks that gets you fully equipped and ready to go as a Kingdom Coach. The other way also has a very powerful outcome, and that is our small group method where you actually are in a group where you make new friends, new connections. You're all learning together, growing together. There's an iron sharpens iron in that. And then you build your business together, which is very powerful. Not only in 12 weeks are you a fully equipped, 
powerhouse, ready to go build your business as a kingdom coach, you also have for a limited time access to Kingdom Coach HQ, where you have access to the resource library, you have access to group coaching every day. And every Monday, we have a, a huddle where all the coaches come together, we share wins, we talk about frustrations, we'll dig through certain things, um, kind of mastermind together and things like that. So you always have access to come to huddle. Um, I offer um, expert spotlights where I bring different experts in to help you with different areas of building your coaching. So you have access to Kingdom Coach HQ, which stands for headquarters as well. But what I love to do is to help Christians who have a passion and a skill set and they want to turn it into a coaching business. You are already probably helping people, giving good advice, sharing with people, but wouldn't you like to create a business out of it where you can create more margin and more time and more ability to great to make a greater impact for the kingdom. I love to take called Christ followers and turn them into fully equipped kingdom coaches, making a difference in the world. I believe it's what the world needs right now. And I believe that if you're sitting here listening to this and you are resonating with this, that there are clients right now waiting on you to take the plunge. So if you are interested and you would like to meet with me, you can go to consumedcoaching.com or you can go to meetwithfrancine.com and go ahead and set up a meeting with me. We'll see if this is a good fit. You'll be able to ask me some questions um, and I'll be able to hear your God story. If it's a fit, great. We'll talk about how you can get involved in whichever way you want. If it's not, no big deal. I'll get to meet a, a sister or brother in, quiet, in Christ and get to hear your God story and that would be super exciting for me. So either go to kingdomcoaching.com. You can look at the information on both the programs, or you can go straight to meetwithfrancine.com and schedule a free coaching call with me. Let's chat. I want to thank you so much for joining me today. Make sure you like, share, subscribe. And if you haven't already, please drop a review for us. It helps us so much and it means so much to us when we read them. If you'd like to connect with me or with one of our awesome coaches, go to consumedcoaching.com and request a free coaching call. We would love to hear your story and what God is doing in your life and business. Until next time... Know that we are here for your success and I am here cheering you on.